If you need a new roof or a repair, Easton Roofing will take care of you. Estimates are always free and suggestions are built on integrity. Visit EastonRoofing.com for more information. Get back to business faster with Easton Roofing. Easton Roofing. Integrity matters. Good morning, Kansas City. This is the Border Patrol on Sports Radio 810 WHP. Stephen St. John and APK with Jake Gutierrez. Thank you so much for joining us on this Tuesday, January 23rd, 2024. We'll talk to former Chiefs Offensive Lineman Joe Valerio at 7.30. We also will have Mark Borichter, former Chiefs Wide Receiver in studio. And then Jeff Jeff Chidea from NFL Network and NFL.com will be with us in the 9 o'clock hour in studio. I didn't think the drive was too bad. There was a couple of slick spots. The parking lot's really slick. But I'm seeing more school closings, even in the Northland. So get up and check your uh, check your messages and see if your kids got school. I haven't seen anything from St. Pius yet, so North Kansas City School District out. According to this tweet. So more school closings. Be careful out there. Give yourself some extra time. But I didn't think it was too bad driving in. It was all right. So we'll see. We will see. Andy Reid spoke to the media yesterday, so we'll have some clips from Big Red in the next segment talking about the Chiefs went over the Bills and previewing the Chiefs and the Baltimore Ravens coming up on Sunday in Baltimore. We had uh, we had a fun show yesterday, having fun, having uh, a blast, actually, talking about the Chiefs beating the Bills. Um, I read some player quotes, some player comments from X from Twitter. However, none of them were better than the comment that I saw from Justin Reed yesterday because he was not having it from uh, one person that was criticizing him out there and so you know I I don't I I like it when players clap back right I mean as long as it's within I don't know as long as it's reasonable I'm here for it. You don't have to let people talk to you any way they want. For example, someone, Justin Reed tweeted out a picture of him with his hands in the air after the Chiefs victory. Middle of the field ain't free. There's a toll to pay. (laughs) On to the next. It's a good tweet, right? Mm -hmm. And then someone responded, Great tackler, but can't guard his soul. Justin Reed, quick to respond. Zero catches allowed, and I can't guard a soul. LMAO, guard these nuts. <laughs> Got him. These nuts. Guard these nuts. Got him. Is what Justin Reed responded. Yeah. That's the kind of response I'm looking for. Right. You know, the Chiefs are feeling it in the postseason right now when you've got their safety telling uh, a fan to guard these nuts. These nuts? <laughs> I mean, that's a, that's a 
two-on-one situation. Yeah. So Bracket coverage. That's what I like to see. That's the edge I'm looking for. Right. Right now in the playoffs for the Chiefs. <laughs> right? Yeah. They got to have an edge. Right. It's playoffs. It's an AFC championship game. Yeah. Fingers crossed. Hope to get Willie Gay Jr. back. I think that would be huge, especially for this game, especially for this matchup against the Ravens. The speed and athleticism at linebacker from uh, Willie Gay Jr. would be huge. Love to see Mike Edwards come back as well. Andy Reid didn't have a whole lot of information about that yesterday, about the injuries, but we'll get more as the uh, as the week rolls on. This AFC Championship game will be the first ever playoff matchup between MVP quarterbacks, both under the age of 30. Wow. First time in the playoffs. That's, that's, uh, boy, that's amazing. The first time ever in the playoffs that former MVP quarterbacks would be matching up under the age of 30. I'd have thought that would have happened at some point. Right, yeah. I saw I saw a graphic last night. It's only only happened four times at all that MVP candidates have played each other in the playoffs. MVP winners, yeah. Any, I'm sorry, MVP winners have have played each other in the playoffs. But yeah, it surprised me. You know, first time under thirty. That adds to the matchup. Heck yeah! Another sparkle. Uh, Tom Brady retweeted a tweet. A uh, from Bleacher Report, Mahomes and Kelsey passed Brady and Gronk for most postseason touchdowns, sixteen by any quarterback receiver duo in NFL history. No quarterback receiver duo has connected for more touchdowns in playoff history than Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey, sixteen. Brady retweeted and commented, "Beasts." In all caps. When you went up Gronk, you're doing something right. Thanks, Tom Brady. That's nice. That's right. I got I got no problem saying Brady's a goat. You know, whatever. For now, I get it. He'll always say, "Hey, you." For better or for worse, he'll always have that over Mahomes. That's just you know. That he beating him in the championship game yeah. and beating him in the Super Bowl. Yeah, that's hard to. It's just, hey, Buffalo has to deal with with Josh Allen being a great quarterback but not being as great as Patrick Mahomes. And Patrick Mahomes could certainly eclipse uh, all of Tom Brady's individual records. But, hey, you know, you, it, he, he, he got him twice. Probably, probably Tom Brady and his teams probably – Prevented the Chiefs. Well, certainly prevented them from winning one championship because in the Super Bowl, and they would have won if they had uh, got past him in the AFC Championship game. So they, he stopped them from winning two more championships. But you know, maybe the Chiefs aren't what they are had they not gone through those two struggles and awful defeats. It made them better. So it is what it is. But. I just like the fact that I mean, he could have said something smart-ass or, yeah. you know, count my rings or, you know. <laughs> and he could. He's like, okay, yeah. well, I, yeah. 
Okay, then. He could have said nothing at all. Right. Well, I liked it. He acknowledged yeah, it, called absolutely. them beasts, and said, when you're, when you went up Gronk, you're doing something right. I don't know. Goat, 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 recognize goat. I like that. Yeah. Significant. You know? Well, you could tell Mahomes has that kind of respect for Josh Allen, can't you? Like, I don't, I don't, I don't see Michael Jordan commenting a whole lot on LeBron. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? No. No, you don't, do you? <laughs> that doesn't seem like that's on brand for Jordan. He's, right. He finds a way to be mad at That seems like, you know, F him or something yeah. like that. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I just, that just caught my eye. I said, yeah, you know what? Like, yeah. There you go, Tom Brady. That's right. That's right. He gets it. He appreciates it. Mm-hmm. And when you've won all those titles and, you you know, it's like you could you could kind of sit back. Yeah. Hey. Good for them. Oh, they got that nice record. I got right. my six Super Bowl Right. Rings. But still, it's, <laughs> yeah. it's seven. seven. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> it still means something. Heck, yeah, it does. It still means something. Good news yesterday, even though Andy Reid did not divulge any information about the injury situation, Ian Rappaport reported that uh, all-pro guard Joe Tooney, and before he went out of the game on Sunday, he was a beast. He dominated Ed Oliver. He was terrific. Um Joe Tooney's a quiet assassin. We don't talk about him enough. He's all pro. He's one of the best in the business. He makes a lot of money, but he earns it. He's fantastic. Um, there was fear. You know, when you hear about the pec injury, and then he has to have an MRI on Monday, uh, that there's a tear or something that's going to immediately remove him from from playing in the championship game and if they make it to the Super Bowl. Rappaport uh, reported that Joe Tooney suffered a pec strain in Sunday's win over the Bills. That is a potential good sign for his availability over the next few weeks. I like that Ian Rappaport's looking ahead for the next couple of weeks. Yeah. But, so it's, 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 will he play on Sunday? I don't know. But it wasn't something that immediately ruled him out. So that's good news. Because there was a chance he gets the MRI yesterday, and it's up, tear, partial tear, he's out. No chance. And so that'll be monitored closely over the course of the week, but at least there's still a chance that he plays on Sunday. Whatever they saw in the MRI did not rule him out. So that's very good news. Now we need Mike Edwards to make it through concussion protocol, and we need Willie Gay Jr. to get that neck fixed. But I will tell you again, and watching some of the film yesterday, um, Nick Allegretti played well. Nick Allegretti played, and when they when they closed the show after the missed field goal, Nick Allegretti had a really nice block. Um, Nick Allegretti is quality depth. They could still win with Nick Allegretti in the lineup. And so we want Joe Tooney to play, but Nick Allegretti... He's a very he's, he's a, once again a luxury to have as uh, quality depth on the Chiefs roster, but that was good news. That was good news for uh, for Joe Tooney. Another Hall of Fame quarterback made an interesting comment that I thought that made good sense to me, and and, and I I like I like what he said. Kurt Warner, I like Kurt Warner. Kurt Warner had a fabulous career, the Hall of Famer. 
He said, why can't we just say the reason Josh Allen didn't win? Is it because he wasn't really good, but simply because the other guy and the other team was better? Period. Sometimes to win those games, you have to be all, you have to play almost flawless, and that's nearly impossible. Yeah. Sometimes the other guy is better. And that's it. And that doesn't mean Josh Allen isn't a great quarterback, because he is. How frustrated were you watching him on Sunday? Run for first downs, make throws on the run. Just it, it's it's wildly frustrating to watch him play, especially when your team's trying to stop him. And I like the guy. You know, I I mean, you know, we see a variety of people up in Lake, Lake Tahoe for the American Century Championship and deal with a, a lot of different personalities. They have a lot of quarterbacks up there. Some of them are accommodating. Some of them aren't. He's always been cool and willing to do interviews, and I've always enjoyed talking to him. He didn't enjoy when I asked him about the 13-second game, and the interview ended quickly after that. <laughs> I felt like it was a necessary question. It was the offseason after that. Why wouldn't you ask about that? I'd be dumb if I didn't. But, I, I mean, I, I, I dig him. If you, just, if you just sit back and remove yourself as a Chiefs fan and you think about who's fun to watch, like who are the fun? Who, who are the most entertaining quarterbacks? Who are the most physically gifted quarterbacks to watch? He's top five, top three. Yeah. Who are the best quarterbacks in the league? He's top five, top three. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I look forward to having that conversation again as this once the season's over, because it's shifted quite a bit. Um. But I mean, he, he's 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 terrific. He's just not as good as Patrick Mahomes. And I know, and, and Buffalo fans get get all you know hot under the collar. It's just like I'm I'm telling you, he's not as good as the best guy in the world. Yeah, you know. Yeah, it's like when you know again bringing up basketball. You know, it's it's like oh that guy's he's not as good as LeBron. Well, like what kind of insult is that? Like LeBron's the best in the world. <laughs> you know, oh, oh, I'm the, he's not as good as LeBron. What do you mean by that? Way? You know, he might be second best. I don't know. It's just Josh Allen. I mean, hell, if he'd have come along five years earlier or, or ten years earlier, he might have a couple of rings. He might. I mean, I don't know. I mean, he'd have had to go through Brady, but I mean, who, who knows? Maybe he's just he's had to butt heads with Patrick Mahomes. And it's not just him, but his team has him to be able to get over the hump. But Mahomes is the best, man. Sometimes you got to deal with it. We've had to deal with it, like I just told you. Yeah. We'll always wear that those Tom Brady losses, and they suck, but just like, you know, Tom Brady did that to a lot of people. <laughs> he did it to Peyton Manning. Yeah. Yeah. No. You know, you, you, some, you just run into the better guy. It's just been... Some people just doing these mental gymnastics to try to explain away Mahomes and explain away the Chiefs. It's just look, the Chiefs figure things out, and the Chiefs, it's you can't play with the same intensity for seventeen weeks as you do in the in the playoffs. You can't do it. You 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 ramp it up. You learn over the years. We've seen the Chiefs have. Ups and downs in the regular season, 
But this team locks in in the playoffs. They lock in in the postseason. You know? Like you play in a video game. You sit up straight all of a sudden. You're trying to win. <laughs> like that meme shows. Mm-hmm. Let's play off Mahomes. That's a thing, man. Let's play off Andy Reid. Let's play off Spags. Go look at his resume and tell me there's not a thing, a, a, a real thing, playoff Spags. He's done it. He's done it multiple places. Deal with it, NFL. You don't like it, but you got to deal with it. People were hoping, oh, the window's closing. And the Chiefs might lose on Sunday. Yeah. And guess what? If they lose on Sunday, it's because the Ravens this year were just better. Because the Ravens look incredible on paper right now. The Ravens look unstoppable. Mm-hmm. And so I wouldn't be shocked if the Ravens lost. But I'm going to tell you what, I'm not going to be shocked if the Chiefs win. I'm not going to be shocked if Lamar has a couple of bad mistakes and Mahomes goes in there and just is flawless and throws for 330 and three touchdowns and Pacheco has a hell of a game in this offensive line dominate. We haven't seen the Ravens, the front seven, dominated by an offensive line all season long like this. It might happen. They're the Chiefs. This is their game. Six straight AFC championship games. This is their game. Mm-hmm. Rename it. <laughs> I mean, the trophy's named awesome. after their, <laughs> their founder, so, you know, the game might as well be. Is this the best? Well, well I'll, I'll leave it up for debate. Is this the best team that they faced in the AFC Championship game? Okay, I have to go back through and remember. Well, the first, Titans. Two, the first two you have to throw put up there are the teams they lost to. Yeah. The, the Patriots yeah. and the Bengals. I would say it's between the Patriots, I mean, and the Ravens. So is this team better than the Bengals team that they lost to at, yes. at Arrowhead? I think so. Yes. I think so. Yeah. All right. Okay, who 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 have they beaten? They beat the Bills, they beat the Titans, and then they beat the Bengals. Is this team better than all, the, all three of those? Yeah. I, I, I guess maybe you could make a case for the Bengals from last year, but... No, I, I think this team's better. More complete. This is this team this better best. than the Patriots to beat the Chiefs in the That team won AFC a Super Bowl, game. and that was Tom Brady. So I, oof, that's tough. I'm not going to say that. Yeah, that's a tough bridge to cross for me. But, man, you could make a case. Like, if you wanted to, you could build a case. This is this this is the best defensive team they faced, right? It's the only number one seed they faced. I mean, it's obviously number one ranked defense in the NFL, number one in takeaways, I believe, number one in sacks, I believe. They're, I mean, the end, and then their offense goes out. They, they're 6-0 and against teams with records of that are three games above 500. They've played six games against teams that are three games over 500. They beat them all. They beat them all bad, if I remember correctly. I mean, I, <laughs> in terms of just all-around team, I think this is the best team. I mean, you had... The X factor and Tom Brady. Yeah, that's that. I that's mean, that's the... <laughs> that's the 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 variable of Tom Brady lifts. You know, because that team was eleven and five, and they came in here, and then that team was also losing at halftime to the Falcons, and Falcons piddled down their leg. But you know, by that point, the Patriots were like what we're saying about the Chiefs too, which is get through the regular season, win the East, and then turn it on in the playoffs because they were, you know, going to the playoffs every year. 
Um, I just the, the Tom Brady thing is the one thing that makes it hard for me to say this Ravens team is definitely better. But and that Patriots team only had two All Pros in Stephon Gilmore and Cordell Patterson at kick returner. I'll go. And I'll I'll call Tom Brady an All Pro. Yeah, sure. <laughs> I, you know, I'm just saying for that right, season. Right. For that season, <laughs> I, that, you know. I'm just. I feel know. like he deserves it. Mm. <laughs> you think? <laughs> you think? That team went on to play the Rams in the Super Bowl. That's right. That's right. The thirteen three. That's right. Their defense was nice. Yeah, Gilmore's. That was prime Stephon Gilmore. Man, but you, you look at the resume of this this uh, Ravens team and who they've beaten. You, you kind of listed it off yesterday down the stretch right. of these teams that needed to play. It's They put it on the 49ers. That was the most impressive. Yeah, and then they backed it up by yeah. trouncing the They embarrassed the Dolphins. The Dolphins. It, it, so whether or not it's the best team or not, what, what makes it the, the biggest challenge is it's on the road. So that separates it. Because all these, all those other games, all those other championship games were at Arrowhead, and so if you, if, but, but then, but see, but here's here's the deal: the Chiefs are better on yeah. the road. Yeah. So is, is it? I don't know. Like this, like again, like this year, and Mahomes has always been good on the road. Yeah, hasn't he? it's even. It's like he's like thirty six and eleven at home, and and like now he's like thirty nine and eleven on the road. It's stupid. Yeah, he, but this he, year in the regular season, the Chiefs were six and two on the road, four and four at home, and one and zero in Germany. Now in the playoffs, they're 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 you know one and zero and on the road and one and zero at home. So they had a better record on the road this year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that part doesn't really. I don't. I don't really f- feel like that's much of a factor in this game. I'm going to ask Jake again since he's been to all these stadiums. Is the Ravens stadium, is the the Ravens crowd, the Ravens home field advantage greater than the Buffalo Bills home field advantage? I'll stick with my answer you last week. You think it's a tougher place to I play do. than Buffalo? I do. You know, one, one thing to add to that, I think that the Buffalo, you know, Orchard Park at this time has a little bit of what Arrowhead did before Mahomes, which is great crowd. Passionate fan base, but angst over the past. And when things start getting tight, I think the stadium can actually have a negative impact. You remember those days like when, you know, shoot, even when Alex Smith was the quarterback, you're at Arrowhead like in that, that the game where Mariota throws the, the pass, gets batted right back to him, and he runs it in. And everybody in the stadium starts going, oh, no. Right, not again. Oh, no. And you could feel that tension. And Alex Smith was the quarterback. Yeah. So. But, yeah. <laughs> well, well, well pointed. Now, I, you know what I'm saying, though. Like the, but that was it, part of it. Yeah, I'm yeah. Just, that's but but the history too. You know what I mean? Like yes. the history of knowing. Oh man, I'm just talking about. We've seen this happen before, and in and in, 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 in Baltimore. I mean, it's loud, man. I'm just telling you, just in, in strict, just in in loudness. I've been around both those stadiums. I've been in Seattle. I. I mean, I've obviously been, been in everywhere in Arrowhead, but th- that's that's the loudest stadium I've been when I was on the road. All right, I, I, it's there's something about it, man. Seventy-one thousand. It's a cool stadium because that stadium was loud on Sunday night in yeah. Buffalo. And I expect. I mean, I think this will be a whole other level, Nate. A whole nother level. Come on, say it right. <laughs> a 
a whole nother. <laughs> it's going to be yeah, great. I'd like to go to a game there, man. It's I've cool, been to a, man. I've been to a bunch of Orioles games in that area, but I've never been to it's, a Ravens it's, game. It's one of my favorite stadiums that I've been cool to. cool area. All right, we'll take a break. When we come back, we'll play some comments from Andy Reid and hear what he had to say yesterday. We'll be right back after this on Sports Radio 810 WHB. Welcome back to the Border Patrol on Sports Radio 810 WHB. We played the call from uh, Kevin Harlan yesterday of the Buffalo Bills missed field goal. A lot of people were asking us for the Korean call of that missed field goal. So Jake was able to unearth that, and here's how that sounded. That's wide right. Yeah, that's exactly right. <laughs> wide right. That's, that's right. Now, if you if you learn how to say wide right in Korean. Well, did you see the video of Gabe Davis, who did not play on Sunday, getting getting cursed out by Buffalo fans and him screaming profanities back at the Buffalo crowd? No. Oh, no. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And Cole Beasley, who uh, uh, I don't even know why I'm going to read anything from Cole Beasley, but he uh, he retweeted the video and said, crazy thing is Gabe is about that life. Gabe is probably the biggest dog on that team. You start losing dogs, your team starts falling off the cliff. Bill's fans don't understand what they are about to lose. Well, he was mad. He had to be held back by by Dawson Knox. Yeah, just uh, see a free agent after this year. Serge Gabe Davis, I think so. Come on down. He was hot. I think they can do better. Yeah. Let's listen to what Andy Reid had to say. Let's start off with number one, Jake. Here, Andy Reid gives a recap of the win over the Buffalo Bills. Okay, so um, I don't have much to give you on the injury report. We'll just see see where that goes today. Uh, we got back relatively late. Um, but I thought for from the game standpoint, I, I mentioned after the game about <clears throat> all the guys sticking together and, and supporting each other and, and a hostile uh, territory, I guess you'd say. Um, that uh, you know that that was a thing that really stuck out uh, to me uh, right after the game, and then after watching the tape, uh, just the, the defense picking it up that second half and and really putting it down, uh, even down to the last drive where they they had to kick a field goal and they kept it out of the end zone. I thought that was that was big to just okay, enough's enough and. Um, we can't let them score, so uh, a touchdown. Um, to the offense, making making some plays. Uh, it was great to see MBS get a, a couple of nice catches. Um, I thought Kels had a, a big night. Pacheco, you know, and for all those guys to be able to do that, the, the offensive line did, did well. And I'd flip that over on the defensive side, and I'd tell you the same thing. Um, you know, for for things to settle down like they did. 
um, that starts up front. And I thought Chris Jones did a nice job of communicating that to the guys and and uh, Bolden and and Drew of you know working working through their their stuff there and and making sure everybody was lined in the right spots and, and so on. So uh, and then the back end, Snead just continues to be. Uh, I, like I said, I have a hard time believing anybody's doing it better right now than him. But he, um, he, he he's done a nice job along with the other guys back there. Reed had some uh, a couple of really nice plays too. So um, and then special teams uh, can't talk much about Tommy because he didn't have to he didn't have to do much. He just had the one punt. But Bucker continues to do a nice job for us, and I know the guys have the ultimate trust in him. And then the coverage teams were were good, so that that means that the the coordinators did a good job with it. The guys executed and believed in what the coordinators were putting out there. Um, you know, I mentioned uh, about Spags just uh, second half, just making a couple little adjustments there, and, and Nagy's game plan was so deep. I mean, even by the time we got to the fourth quarter, we saw a lot of a lot of just good stuff left over, and Dave's group. Uh, did did a nice job, even you know, even on the fake the fake punt. We you know we didn't have we had ten guys out there, but uh, made it made it work. So, how haunted do you think Buffalo fans are by the fact that they're the team that made the trade with the Chiefs that allowed the Chiefs to draft Patrick Mahomes? <laughs> how often must they think about that? Right. I mean, it happened. They did this to themselves, you know. It's crazy to think, though, that, uh, I mean, like, you could justify at the time the trade, right? But didn't know he was going to become this good. Here Andy Reid talks about rookie safety Shamari Connor stepping up when the Chiefs needed him. Against the Bills? No, that's a good, uh, great question there, Pete. Um, Shinari did a did a heck of a job. I mean, he's uh, he's been working in in nickel and dime situations, but to come in and have those extended that extended time in there and make the plays he did, with the exception of just trying to pick the ball up, the scoop and score thing, very should have just fallen on it when it's all said and done. But um, he uh, he sure did a nice job in there, yeah. And then White Net, just being in personnel before, I know, I know you're, you're a little bit more hands-off now, but how impressed have you been on, on with your staff on, on the day three guys like a Snead, like a Connor, um, Watson, Williams, that type of thing? Yeah, listen, I'm a big Brett Beach fan, so um, he, he's done a, done a great job. I told him after the game, that's him. This game is him. This is a reflection of, of uh, all the time and effort he and his guys have put in. Um, it's just uh, that that's what it comes down to. They've given us good good football players to coach. Is there is there a position group anywhere where Veach has nailed it more than in the secondary? I mean, it's crazy how many guys have produced regardless of where they were taken in the draft. But even when they did decide to go in the first round and get somebody, that guy became a stud. If you give him credit for Mahomes, he hit a home run there. Well, yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, you can't hit a bigger home run than that. And that brings up an interesting question. Because of, of their ability to draft and develop defensive backs, does that make you less willing to splurge on Legereus Need? Or is Legereus Need special enough to where you, you're willing to give him a fat contract? I hate to say it, but yeah, I... I and more willing to let him walk. And that that is me thinking he is easily the most underrated defensive back in the NFL. Um, Many people have claimed he was the best corner in football this year. I, I, hard to argue with the stats. And I didn't watch every other corner, but watching every Chiefs game, dude is incredible. I mean, he shut, shuts people down. He's, he did not just people, the best. He shuts, shuts the best down. And and then he and then he also like is incredibly good as a blitzing defensive back. He's he's a good tackler. You know he's good against the run. He's good at everything. It's crazy. But yeah, like I I, I think watching the Chiefs this year, I'd rather them spend that money on a wide receiver. <laughs> I I hate to say it, but like because you see Josh Williams come in, Jalen Watson play, like they you know these guys they just know how to find good corners. And maybe it's foolish to think you're just always going to find them, but so far they have. And they might not find somebody as good as Sneed, but... I, I think... Now, are you choosing, are you going to spend that money on Chris Jones or Sneed, or are you going to have to let both of them walk? I don't know how that all works. All right, let's play another. This uh, is Andy Reid talking about Travis Kelsey's first touchdown catch from Patrick Mahomes against the Buffalo. And then Sammy Dow follows up and asks Andy Reid about the jacket he was wearing during the Zoom press conference. Yeah, he, um, so he's got three options on that on that side. And he, um, he's got to let it sort out just a tick. And uh, and he did that. He was very patient with it, and then obviously very accurate with the throw. And it was a throw that he kind of not the same play, Sam, but it was it was a throw that he missed Trav on a little bit earlier, yeah. a corner route like that. And he, uh, you know, he just fixed the problem and was spot on. And then wanted to uh, just ask if there's a significance uh, for your jacket today. Yeah, first of all, my office is freezing, <laughs> so this is, a, this is a good jacket to, to have on. Second, I'm a big fan of the Muskegee Airmen. I mean, I just I've always uh, liked that crew, man, and the stuff that they did. Thanks for asking, though. All right, that was, uh, that was Andy Reid yesterday. We have some more coming up in the 7 o'clock hour, uh, but Andy Reid, as he spoke to the media via Zoom, uh, just a day after the Chiefs beat the Buffalo Bills in the division round of the playoffs, 27-24. We'll be right back after this on WHP. Welcome back to the Border Patrol on Sports Radio 810 WHB. There was, uh, there was college basketball last night. Kansas... Hosted Cincinnati, 
on Big Monday, Nate, what happened? As uh, Robert Goulet used to sing, Big Monday's back again. Lots of primo games on the tube again. Uh, good game. Uh, the the Big Monday's not the same as it used to be. No, it's not. Well, college basketball is not the same, is it? How come Big Monday's not the same? You agree with that? I didn't think you'd agree with that. I I don't think anything is the same. I mean, it, it's like wow. there's just so much saturation of everything, you know. Um, I was actually it's funny. I was explaining to my daughter last night. Like she's like, "Why is this game starting so late, eight o'clock?" I said, "Well, that's always the time slot on Big Monday for the Big 12. She said, "Well, what's the big What's Big Monday?" You know, trying to explain to her. I was like, "Well, it used to always be Big East and then Big Eight back in the day, and now it's like ACC game." And then a Big 12 game. So there's not even a big in the title of ACC, and that takes something away from it. Um, the two there you go, right here. In the English Little Goulet. After chorus College Hoops. Big Monday's here again. Lots of primo games on the tube again. You better wait till I have to hit the John, my friend. Hell, Friday Monday's here again. Hey, school night, schmool night. You better watch or I'll give you a pop quiz right in the kisser. Eh? Well, pop quiz. Okay, how was that? From Goulet. I smell platinum. Johnny Furphy is the big story for me with KU right now. Because we've been talking, the big the big question for them all year is who's going to be that fifth guy? We know KJ Adams, Dickinson, Harris, McCuller; those are go-to players. But the fifth player, who's it going to be? And El Marco Jackson was that guy for most of the start of the season. But now, over the last three games, Johnny Furphy has really come on offensively. He's averaging seventeen a game. I think over those three games, he scored 23 last night, had 11 rebounds. He's his, He was supposed to be a big-time shooter and scorer when he came, but, you know, as a freshman, you don't know how quickly a guy is going to get his legs under him and catch up to the speed of the game. He seems to have uh, certainly done that offensively. His big thing is going to be um, getting better defensively. And I think that you'll see him progress – I told you, I figured Bill Self might have made him just do box-out drills all day after the game that they lost to West Virginia. He missed a couple of box-outs that, that easily could have cost KU the game against West Virginia. He had 11 rebounds last night, so that seems like a big step in the right direction. But, he, yeah, he played a big game. Have you watched much Big 12 basketball outside of Kansas? Uh, here and there. I wouldn't say much. I've watched it here and there when I could. If the game's on and I'm around, I try to have it on. Give a feel for who you think is uh, take Kansas out of the equation, who the best team in the league is besides Kansas. Going into conference play, I would have said Houston, but I, I don't know, man. Not really. I don't. It's This this league is, is going to be weird and wild. I mean, the, the two losses KU has on the resume already are a huge surprise to me, so... No, I don't really have a good feel. Up next at Iowa State. It'll be tough. Iowa State knocked off Houston already. Yeah, I mean, we all, Ames, Iowa's always tough, right? So, I, I would guess you would say Houston. KU Houston, I think, coming up on February 4th, not too far away. When will you give K-State credit? <laughs> what are you laughing for? Yes, I was waiting for that, too. I mean, they're, they are sitting at the what top of the asking? Well, you didn't mention them. I four and one in the conference. I only mentioned one team, which was Houston. I, I'm very surprised at K State's record so far in the league. 
I think a lot of people are. And I'm not, I don't mean that to be disrespectful. No. I think K-State fans would say, yeah, I'm pretty surprised. But I will say this, they seem to know how to win close games. 10-0 in overtime? Yeah. And, oh, I mean, they know how to win close games. And I like, you know, at first it was like, well, they beat West Virginia and Central Florida, you know, kind of TCB. And, well, those two teams beat Kansas. Well, they had, I mean, non-con, they had a big win on the road against Villanova. I mean, I think, you know, they were a, a fringe bubble team going into the season, and I think they've kind of made a statement. K-State's at Iowa State tomorrow night. That'll be a big one. And then they are at Houston, and then they are against number 11, Oklahoma. That's another team probably deserves to be mentioned. So, they host KU pretty soon, don't they, K-State? Um, yeah, like three or four like games on uh, February 5th. Is that a big month? That's a big Monday. That'll be at K. That, that'll be at K State. Mm-hmm. Yep. I mean, dude, you look at it. They've got. I mean, it's the Big Twelve, so you're going to run through stretches like this. But one, two, three, four, five. They've got five out of their next six games are against teams ranked in the top twenty-five. I think so. We'll find out a lot about them. But they, hey, they already beat Baylor. Baylor's top twenty-five ranked team, top ten team when they beat them. So, uh, but I think that that's a, that's going to be a hell of a gauntlet right there. Five out of six against ranked teams. And then after that, they go TCU, who's no joke. Texas is no joke. They just beat Baylor, right? And then BYU again. I mean, it's just the whole schedule. You shoot, you could. That's the Big 12. You're going to. A couple of nice games tonight. Texas at Oklahoma. You mentioned Texas with their uh, buzzer beating win over Baylor. And then Houston at BYU. That's a good one. Those are both tonight. I'm starting to get a little ramped up, you know, for league play. Well, good. They're several weeks into it. It's about time you get ramped Five up. Five games already. Yeah. Crazy. Six for K. Excuse me. For oh. KU. You all right? They had a couple of hiccups in their schedule already this year, Kansas, you know. Kind of sad you weren't here yesterday to hear, or last week to hear Jake complain about, uh, the tickets to go see Messi. Oh, boy. A lot of people were calling you out. Yeah, well, I'm, I will stand on everything I said. People trying to... Uh, because you said it would be more affordable if it went to Arrowhead, and it's not. Well, it, it is. Imagine how expensive it'd be if it was at a 20,000-seat stadium. imagine it. It just seems like it's a lot of money. It is a lot of money, but... You know, this still, guy's not rich. He's trying to see Messi, and he was depending on your word that the price would be driven down. And it is. I, I don't think <laughs> 300's so. Three hundred's a lot less than two thousand. Is it three hundred? Uh, I mean, tickets I were looking at are over four fifty. Yeah, where are you getting these three hundred dollars? Well, tickets? somebody tweeted at me. These are three twenty-seven for Upper Deck. Is that the cheap tickets you're talking about? Like a magic. See, the yeah. people are coming after you yeah. for this. And my answer was, how much would they cost if there were only twenty thousand tickets available? Are you an MLS mouthpiece? Yes. I mean, I don't know. I, I mean, I guess I'll go look at some other road games and see how much they're charging for those. Well, you have. I'm to not going to let this guy get I'm, gouged because of you. There's going to be fifty thousand more people that get to see Messi play. That's just a mathematical fact. I don't see. Does that mean everybody gets to see him? No, but fifty thousand more will no, get to see him. Just because something is Arrowhead doesn't mean it's cheap. How much Having for Taylor gone Swift, Taylor Swift yes. tickets? Yes. So you're you're 
<laughs> boasting that it, hey, it's going to be cheap to get in here. I don't cheaper, more affordable, more people can afford it. You said a family of six can go to see Messi and still have plenty for dinner. Now, if I had said that, that that would have been grounds for criticism. Still have plenty for hot dogs. Maybe. Might not have dinner for the rest of the week after going to see Messi. We don't got no milk of plenty. Yeah. We'll take a break. <laughs> Back after this on WHB.